such a beautiful day. We bless the Spirit of God for the message that we've just had. Let's bless the Holy Spirit.
that. Now these people failed. God looked for a qualification that he sought and he never found it in them. And he sought another young man in the wild, perhaps sticks were somewhere on his ears because he was a herdsman. And he says, now that is he. Young, kind of isolated from the rest of the brethren and underestimated. God says, that is he. That is he. If you try to look at this young man, maybe the brothers home were born in their nice wears and he is putting on some bruised coat or something. I believe sometimes he spent nights in the world. God chose him. He says, this is the man. Why? He says, he's a man that carries the heart that I'm looking for. And we're going to look at other scriptures that this very young man, God chose, wrote. And we'll sum up and come something. Now, let's read something. John chapter 7, 38. To bring out the clarity of the heart as the innermost part of you, the center of everything about you. Praise the Lord. Give that to me in in KJV. KJV, yes, that is it. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, we don't want to dwell so much on the revelation that is behind the scripture, but we want to take that word heart and carry the understanding thereof. Give me now the amplified of that very scripture. Mark the word heart. <laughs> the Amplified says that he who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being. So in place of the heart, there is innermost. Praise the Lord. Your innermost place, the innermost place in you is the heart. Now, the word for heart here is innermost. We're trying to understand that when we talk about the heart, we're not talking about the other organ. Praise the Lord. Uh, there is a very important question that we've come to, and this is where now the thesis is. Um, why the heart? Why the heart? Why is God not dealing with uh, your brains? You know? No, oh God, I've been scoring uh, on the top of the class since I was in baby class to now. Why is God not seeking after men with powerful brains, with powerful wisdom, very quick at calculating numbers and giving you answers? Engineers, are we there? I know one of my friends who is very quick at calculating however big the number is. Praise the Lord. God is not looking again for such people. Why? Among all entities of the person, God is seeking the heart. The very first thing is that God is no longer looking at a covenant that deals with the outward purification, sanctification. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? When God was thinking of making another covenant, he established a covenant that deals with hearts. So currently, the business of God is dealing in hearts. God is a dealer in hearts. Praise the Lord. So God is working with hearts now. When you look at Jeremiah 31, 33, the Bible says right there, <clears throat> excuse me, that this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. Where? In their inward parts. Now, no longer on tablets, but in, in their inward parts. The Bible says that, and write it in their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Praise the Lord. So God is establishing a new covenant, but dealing with hearts. 
So there is no way God can seek any other path. Yet he is seeking to deal with hearts. And you know why God is interested in hearts? It's because when he has your heart, he has everything. Young woman, when you say to your boyfriend, God Joseph, do you know I give you everything? I have given you my heart. You say it. I've given you everything about me. When you say, Joseph, I've given you my heart. You mean I've given you everything. Praise the Lord. You mean I've given you everything. So if God knows that he can win your heart, he has everything about you. Praise the Lord. If God knows, if God can be sure that he has your heart, he knows that he has everything about you. So currently, the, the, the dealings of God, the covenant of God is established on seeking hearts. God is dealing with hearts. Again, in Ezekiel 36, 26, God is giving the same promise about the covenant which he will make. And he says that I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove the heart of the stone and give you the heart of flesh. Praise the Lord. So you can see God is promising to make a new covenant but dealing with hearts. God replacing the old heart, removing it and giving you a new one. Praise the Lord. So God is dealing in hearts. The new covenant that we entered now the other son, the other we talked about covenant here. Now that kind of covenant is dealing with the heart. Praise the Lord. God is not sanctifying your flesh. God is dealing with hearts of men. God is dealing with hearts of men. So that is why it is too important in this day to to God to seek after men's hearts, to deal with hearts of men and not bring so any other element of their appearance. Praise the Lord. So since God is looking for hearts and God is dealing with hearts, also men that seek him can only seek him with their hearts. Praise the Lord. You can only seek and find God if you seek him with your heart. You may not find him if you choose to okay, to seek him with your money. That may not be enough. To God, nothing, that one is not a very satisfying reason for him to reveal himself to you. It is until you bring that thing that he is looking for. It's until you come with that thing that he is seeking after that you will find him. Praise the Lord. Because you can't entice him with money. You can't entice him with your nice English or something. You can only find God if you come with your heart. While we offered sacrifices, men of the old offered sacrifices on the altars. And you know what happened? The Bible says that there would come some nice, sweet-smelling scent from the sacrifice that is burnt. And then God would come down and consume the sacrifice. The presence of God would come. So currently, you're not offering anything else except your heart. And it is until you come with your heart as a sacrifice that God will find you, that God will come to you. Praise the Lord. In Jeremiah 29, 13, And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Praise the Lord. And you will search me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Not not when 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 you you read too many books when we're looking at a very very fundamental thing right here. That even if I do other things and my heart is not in it, I cannot find God. Praise the Lord. And we're going to see something here. In Psalms 51, 17, the Bible says that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, 
you will not despise. Now, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. That means you cannot come with anything else. Something that used to happen when men offered sacrifices on the altar is that fire came and consumed it. But when they offered those sacrifices, they used to add in seeds and then to produce a nice scent. And this used to evoke the brains of God. But in our day, we no longer offer lambs or do anything else in likeness to that. Rather, our heart. Praise the Lord. Now, it's until a man chooses to manipulate a broken heart in him that if he presents it to God, he will find him. It produces a sweet-smelling scent to God when you present to him your broken heart. And that is why he says that, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Praise the Lord. You can only find God if you seek him with your heart because he is looking for hearts. If you come, God, I have broke my heart. He's going to be quick to respond because he's looking for hearts. Praise the Lord. He's looking for hearts. But if you present anything else, it doesn't matter how much you offer in church. It doesn't make sense to him. Because you're not giving money to God to collect and make a treasury. God has all things. Praise the Lord. It's until you give him your heart. Because when you give him your heart, you've given him everything. Praise the Lord. Um, it is until God has your sincere heart in his hands that he is sure that he has all of you. Praise the Lord. You see, God knows that the heart of a man is very deceitful. Praise the Lord. I want to advise you this day, even you the owner of your own heart, not to trust it from this very day. Praise the Lord. Listen to this scripture. Jeremiah 17 9. The Bible says, while we get it, Jeremiah 17 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. The Bible says that. Can we read together right here? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Praise the Lord. The heart is a mystery. It's a very far away hidden part of you. And God is saying, who can know it? The next verse. And he says that I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways. According to the fruit of his doings. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, this is a way of God. He's saying that you see, why is God seeking after hearts? You see, you can have someone and their heart is far away from you. But if you have their heart, you have them. Praise the Lord. If you have their heart, you have them. In those days, God was tired of having men that come and offer him sacrifices and speak nice words, yet their hearts are not even after him. Somewhere in scripture he says that their hearts are far away from him. Praise the Lord. And God is tired of that. And so the meaning of this scripture, God says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately weak. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search hearts and I test the mind. I test the mind. Even to reward every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Praise the Lord. In other words, when you've done something, when I come here, and I'm seeing, you so 
you examine your heart your heart whether you are true to God let me tell you all service all that we do unto God that is not from a true heart is deception you do not deceive God only when you, you, you speak wrongly against the truth well that is true that you deceive God when you speak at something that is not in line with the truth but also you deceive God when you do the right thing you have to do but when it is not from your heart you are deceiving you're deceiving God if I stand here and I sing a beautiful worship song to God and I'm saying he's beautiful and it is nowhere in my heart I am deceiving him and his spirit yes can we examine our heart I don't start to pray when my heart is not right. I don't. I would rather pass here for 30 minutes until my heart is true to God. Until I feel I'm connected to God. I don't deceive God. I've ever been in a prayer for about 30 minutes and I'm speaking words. I come back to my senses and realize I've been so absent. I've just spoken statements. But my heart is far from God. You can't deceive God. You wasted the 30 minutes. You've done that. He has not had. Because God listens to your heart. That is the heart. That is the place he deals with. You're wasting your time to speak a lot with your lips. Christ says that you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. And he said. These people here. Follow me with their lips. But their hearts are far away from me. Their hearts are far away from me. See, you can honor God. You can do everything and your heart is full. You see, the gift, do not be deceived, saints. You can have a gift on you and fully functional. Yet, it is not even moved by God. It, it's not synchronized with the heart of God. God came to me early. I received the Holy Spirit when I was 13. Yes, and my life changed because I desired scripture. I desired to see certain things happening to me. I used to love reading the Bible, but I was not understanding. However, I saw certain things and I was like, God, why, why are these things no longer happening? So these were my questions. And when I was 13, I received the Holy Spirit. Now my life changed. Something happened to my spirit. But I had no passion to teach me certain things and I did not submit. I know that God from that time placed some gifts in me. And they kept growing. Somewhere, pride consumed with them. The manifestations of the spirit upon my life started to become so powerful when I reached senior to The Holy Spirit filled me when I was 13 in P7. When I reached senior 2, the manifestations of the Spirit increased. Some of them I couldn't control. But when I got used to how things were happening, I started to think, maybe this thing is just in me and I can just do stuff. I didn't know that pride was growing in me. At a certain point, I had anything in my life and I didn't know that I had it. Praise the Lord. I didn't know that I had it. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God told me, our generation is blessed. But things that are going to fail us to walk in the things God has placed upon our lives is the state of our heart before Him. Praise the Lord. None of us is yet, let me tell you, none of God might have blessed certain things upon me and you. But we're not yet launched into certain places. God is growing us and nurturing us and yet to establish us. But while He is growing us and He is examining the state of our hearts, if He sees your heart corrupt now, He will not establish you in the days to come. You are not false to God when you collect men like this congregation and you tell them, put money on my feet and I'll give you a miracle. You are false before God. When your heart is not true to Him. 
And this is where it comes in. When Christ says that you see, many in that day will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we performed miracles in your name. We healed the sea. We cast out demons and all that. And God says that, you know what? Go away from me. You workers of iniquity. I never knew you. It's not that these people didn't have a certain anointing upon them. Or a certain gift upon them. That they didn't have a special thing in them. It's that when they had these things upon them. They, they did not remain true in their heart to God. What is your intentions of standing here to praise or to preach? What are you after? Praise the Lord. What is your intention? What is your intention? Praise the Lord. For instance, one of my former days, I was in a congregation and one of the brethren was seated by my side. And the man of God was sharing and he told me, but do you know that he has not divided that scripture very well? I think I can do a little bit better if I can just have that microphone. Now, that is foolishness, completely foolishness before God. You are not true to God. It has no reward. It has no reward. If you ever do anything you call service or ministry unto God and you are seeking to prove yourself before men, that is deception before God. Don't ever expect a reward for that before God. Your heart is deceitful to Him. Be sensitive, saints, especially in our days. I was telling someone recently that me after sharing, I go back to my room and I ask God, did I deliver your heart? Even if I talk to a pastor, even if I got out and I talk to a few people, I will ask God, did I speak to them in your heart? Because we're not men that deal with our own intentions, mandate, or burdens. We're carrying the burden of Christ in us, the heart of God in our inside. Have we delivered? You can speak about yourself and you don't know. You may exalt yourself before the Lord and you don't know. Praise the Lord. You may live all your life in salvation. You, start, you, 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 you worship, you attend Sunday services and there is something in your heart that is far hidden away from you. Praise the Lord. And because God knew that the hearts of men are deceptive, so God requires you of your own heart as a sacrifice of worship to Him. And that is why He says in John 4 that you see, the times are coming and the times are now. And the true worshippers of God will worship Him in truth and spirit. The Bible says that God is looking for such people to be His worshippers. And another version says that the days are coming. And the days are now when they that worship God will worship them, will worship Him with their heart and their innermost being. For God is seeking such to be His worshippers. God requires you of your heart. The word spirit there does not mean the spirit being of you, but the whole of your innermost being. Praise the Lord. God is seeking us to deliver the heart upon the altar. When you go to worship, God, God is requiring you of your heart and not something else. Not something else. That scripture in, in, in Matthew that scripture that is written in Matthew 15.7 It says You hypocrites Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you These people honor me 
with their lips but their hearts are far from me and he continues and says that they worship me in vain they worship me in vain their teachings are merely human rules praise the lord so every time you are speaking to god god will love you god will glorify you and you're not true in your heart about what you say please better keep quiet i'm telling you the truth that you are not true to god and you have no reward for that time came and i knew the things that i was speaking i i knew you know when you over speak certain things they are on your lips so i used to speak just like that and i would find myself that i'm speaking but i'm like what am i even speaking my heart is far away and to certain things praise the lord are you true to god even when you pray let's not complain and say my prayers have not been answered i've prayed for three years have you been have your heart been synchronized with the heart of god when you prayed praise the lord when you prayed was your heart true to god why did you offer why did you give in, in the church what was your heart behind your giving praise the lord what was your heart behind preaching do you know you can come here and preach the whole sermon and if the things you speak there origin is not the burden of Christ upon your heart you are deceiving you are false here we are learning now if you find it in your heart you can just eliminate it really quick by the grace of god praise the lord If you are there and you're like ah this young man me the day I get that microphone will not will they not see me please sort your heart before you step on this pulpit because you're going to waste your time for nothing you're going to waste your time for nothing God will not listen to you in other words he will be grieved Let me tell you you may have too many scriptures in your head and they may never even work for you because you read you why do you read the bible someone someday told me let me read the bible this holiday the next semester i must show people quoting this scripture quoting that quoting this scripture quoting that now that is a wrong intention of reading the bible what you read it will never at one point be of use to your heart Why 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 when you open your Bible why do you open it Let me dig up revelation I know of a brother who used to cultivate revelation in scripture and when he's done he comes to split for me So his intentions were to show me how far he has gone in cultivating revelation from scripture and with time familiar spirits started to speak to him because he was so desperately looking for revelation in scripture with wrong intention praise the lord and the final thing that i want to talk about then we will handle questions is submit your heart to god that he may deal with it because i've told you that the heart is deceitful even to you the owner praise the lord even to you the owner now what do you do for that heart for such a heart praise the lord we've seen and read and understood that god searches hearts praise the lord when when god says that your heart is far away from you it's not that you can't access the things in it or not them it's that it's not submitted to him to dominate it praise the lord now this son is whom god chose and whom we also know for being a man after god's own heart these are the things that he used to do and some of us don't want to do them psalms 139 verse 23 to 24 here he makes a prayer You can submit your heart to God to deal with it in only two ways. 
Only two ways. Prayer, the word of God. Now, this is the psalmist praying unto God. And he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my, my thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Now that is you presenting to God a broken and contrite heart which he does not despise. God despises a heart that is like, no I don't understand what this young man is talking about. Eh? God is not looking at such a heart. God does not give attention to such a heart. Praise the Lord. But God, would you search me? Would you search me? Would you search me? Let me tell you, pride is a small seed that can just keep growing and you don't know. I assure you. And you don't know. You don't. You have no idea it's there. Let me tell you what happened to me. I tell those people that God has put really close to me. What happened in those days? When pride consumed me and took me over, I had no person that I was submitting under. No person was able even to speak to me about such things because of many things that were happening at my school. For the glory and the grace of God that was upon me, many people feared me and honored me at my school. And so they used not to talk to me about it. God did this one thing. Everything in my spirit was mute for two months. I couldn't hear God. I couldn't see any visions. And the things that I thought I used, I can do anytime that I want to do, were mute. I couldn't. For two months. And you know, you may not know how it feels to stay there. And you know God is there, but He's not speaking to you. God is there, but he's not doing anything. You're not hearing him. You know he's there, but he's quiet. Say, Victor, let me show you that these things do not happen because you decide them to happen. He spoke to me. That was the last word I had until two months were elapsed. And then everything was restored in my spirit. And from that single day, I started to seek, to exercise, to experience brokenness my heart. I seek more even than I have seen. Praise the Lord. So submit your heart to God. Tell God search my heart. Is there something that I even don't know that is happening in me? Deal with it. Help me. Deal with it. Eliminate it. The psalmist did that. Praise the Lord. Says that search me. If you find anything there, eliminate it before it kills me. Eliminate it. Now that is a prayer. Get a session and speak to God. Tell him. Your mind maker. Somewhere the psalmist says that my parts were not hidden away from you. While you found me in my mother's womb. He's trying to say, no, I'm exposed to you. You can't deal with me. You can't do anything you want to do with my heart. Deal with me. I'm exposed to you. Praise the Lord. Expose your heart. That day is that I knew I had some mistakes. So when I came in the presence of God, I used to think that I'm going to hide away certain things from God. I used not to want to talk about them. I used to pray and speak about other things. And I used not to expose or pour down my heart to God. That He may deal with certain things in my heart. But those things hindered my growth, I tell you. They hindered my progress in the Spirit until I submitted the whole of my heart to God to deal with it. And I know that God has done something with me. Praise the Lord. Then the second thing, the very last thing, why I received some of those questions is uh, Hebrews 4.12. The Bible says, now, this is the word of God. Prayer and the word of God. Why? Why the word of God? Hebrews 4.12. The Bible says that for the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, and the joint and marrow, 
the Bible says that and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God is a discerner of the intents and the thoughts of the heart. So the word of God will search you. You know, when, when, when you're studying the word of God, it will penetrate through your heart. You should accept the word of God to, to work in you. You know, there are times I read the word of God and I avoided scripture that I knew was speaking about my habits. But I know you are there, young people. You are there. As I used to do this thing. Praise the Lord. You may be there and you don't want to read the, the scripture that says that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't want to preserve yourself for a pure vessel before the Lord. Every time you're reading it, you're like, oh, I don't want to read that. Let me read another one. We are more than conquerors. <laughs> those are sweet to you and you like them. Praise the Lord. Read those all things. Things that rebuke you. Things that work on your spirit. Things that grow you. Receive the word of God just as it is. It will purge certain parts in you. It will purge certain parts in you. Well, said Victor, you can't live with this. You can't. You can't. There are days I was asking God to increase me in the spirit. And he told me, Victor, what are you going to do? Go back and get your Bible and study the topic of love. So I studied love for about a month. Maybe I was ministering with wrong intention somewhere. God wanted to shape something that was missing in me. God told me, go back and study. They told me, go back. It's not because I knew nothing about it, because I used it, I used it to, preach about, to, to preach about it. But I had certain certain thing that was missing. God told me, go and study that. Praise the Lord. Receive the word of God just as it is, in its holiness. Don't avoid it. It will purge certain parts from you. It will work on you. It will shape you. It will search you and tell you, Victor, this intention is wrong. This thought is wrong. It will circumcise your heart. The circumcision we are dealing with in our current day is the circumcision of the heart. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Do we have some questions?